All right, Alan. Thanks for coming on, man. Awesome. Happy to, happy to be here in uh, TechDags. Yeah, it was cool to get connected with you uh, very randomly from Encima. Encima is such a great guy. He um, is. I mean, I mean, that's what I like. I mean, creating this community and having this vibe and meeting people who share, you know, the same passion as, as me is incredible. So, I mean, so you just meet people, you, 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 I'm a learner. So everywhere I go or everyone I meet, you know, I just try to learn as much. You know, I, I'm always about learning, about seeing new things, about, you know, even when it doesn't seem like I'm always learning. I love that. It's, it's like, um, when you go to a different country and you start hanging out with someone who lives in that country and you compare your lifestyle in your country to theirs, you compare and contrast. It's like always a common thing. Like, Oh, you know, in America we do this and you, you could be in Germany or Hong Kong or whatever. And we do this here. And then you find out similarities and differences. It's kind of like what we did when we were training earlier today. Oh, this is a similarity we have in, in, in weightlifting and weight training. And this is a similarity to, uh, um, martial arts and, yeah. and fighting like that. Um, well, I guess I want to, I want to get into, um, like your childhood upbringing and how that led to martial arts. Yeah. Cause, cause I personally don't know much about it and I'm, I'm, I really want to hear it. How, how did you start martial arts or what was your childhood like, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a good story. I, um, I come from a, a really large family. I have uh, six brothers and one sister. And, um, so you see all these boys in one household, all the testosterone flying. So my mom needed, needed us to be, um, she needed to keep us on track to be busy doing the right thing. You know, it, it could have been one or two way, you know, you, you could be, uh, you could end up in the wrong side of the street or, you know, if, um, uh, very easily, especially, you know, in such a neighborhood. But um, with martial art, you know, my mom could, you know, she could uh, control us better. She could see that, you know, um, it, it was a way to canalize our energy and, uh, and you know, and keep us on track. And uh, develop discipline too, you know. Um, develop discipline too exactly yeah uh, i started when i was five years old five six years old five yeah, wow it was a really funny story but bottom line is uh at that age um my mom started uh you know like instilling in me the value of you know respect and also uh, respect discipline but also learning how to be you know handle yourself, learning how to, to be uh, responsible, learning how to defend yourself if need be. And so you started uh, in judo, correct? And so I started in judo. Uh, very quickly, I, uh, you know, I fell in love with it and, and I was doing pretty good. So mm. um, the first year I was really bullied because I was the youngest in the, in the, in the, in the room. And, um, and so, but, you know, after everyone, you know, bullied me, I, the next year I took over and I think I was the captain. Oh yeah. yeah. And you stuck with uh, judo until how and long and you switched to? I judo for just a few years and then I switched to karate. Yeah. And uh, my brother was doing karate already. So just watching him every time after my training, I was out to hang out waiting for him and I was watching him training and, uh, and just practicing the move, you know, on the side, you know, while they, they were doing it. And, uh, and while we were at, when we were at home, my brother and I, we would go at each other. So 
uh, I'll have to, you know, to learn some trick from him and to to survive, you know, in, the, in our household with all the boys, you have to be tough, man. So yeah. yeah, you have to be tough. So sometimes you have to go at each other. We, you know, that, that's what brother does, right? So we love each other, but we also very competitive. So yeah, I think that probably karate and well, this is interesting. The fact that you were exposed to martial arts so young you developed flexibility or maybe you didn't develop it. You just never lost it. So like the yeah. flexibility you have as a child, you still have now. Yeah. And that's I mean, why you're so interesting to me. Isn't it funny? You know, like just, just earlier, Anna asked me, have you always been, you know, that flexible? Have you always been that flexible? You just flexible or what? And a lot of people have that, uh, that impression that, you know, this guy is just maybe double joint or, he's just flexible and he's mm -hmm. just born flexible and he's just flexible. But I say he's, that's not true. You, I think it's something that you have to work on. Say for instance, if I stop training, if I stop, you know, practicing my flexibility or stretching, if I stop for, for a while, I'm going to lose it. Yeah. It's the same thing in, yeah. in strength training. Exactly. And, yeah. If you don't do it, you will lose it. You know, the exercise squad that you're doing, if you don't do it, if you stop for six months, I'm training for six months, mm -hmm. I'll kick your ass. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you yeah. were a little bit upset with that. So before this, we did training and I exposed Alon to exactly. Zurchers for the first time. Yeah. And um, you it was new. It was fun, right? Yeah. And no, now no, you, it was fun. Now you want to work <laughs> on it and come back and kick me, my ass. You actually, you literally exposed me because I don't like, uh, uh, I'm, all, I'm very competitive. Right? Yeah. So I'm very competitive. And there I was like, dude, <laughs> you see what I mean? Like, dude. I'm always training. How is it that he's going to come up with something that, you know, I can't do or yeah. I won't do. But I'm, uh, I'm also, um, uh, I also take things uh, really, um, you know, you have to be smart about it. So I'm not going to get go and get injured. I learned from that. I saw that. I learned from that. And just give me a little while and I'll come back to you. So what specific things were you doing for flexibility? Was it, did it start in karate? Like where did you have your, what do you call it? Your sensei? Or or coach or like in jujitsu we call it a professor or, or what what would you call the no no we have uh, our sensei yeah. sensei. sensei would he push you into positions or would you guys really work hard like gymnastics would or how how did that work you, you know what I, as a kid the basic flexibility move that we were doing I mean it was really basic but I think personally me personally I was always going the extra the extra mile, mm -hmm. always. So if we were doing a move and the teacher asked us to do something, I always do a little bit more. And then I also had the habit to go home and practice the same move. So um, I was showing a video on my Instagram where I'm doing, I'm working on my flexibility in uh, anywhere I am. So if I'm in the living room or if I'm here, for instance, I'll put, I'll put my legs across and I'll press my foot down so that I'm working on relieving mm -hmm. my, my hip flexor and I'm working. You can see it's, uh, but I like to do that. I like to be, to always be, you know, practicing and working and using any position or any uh, uh, opportunity that I have to work on my flexibility. Right. So if I'm in the living room, I will do, uh, instead of just, I myself in the sofa and just like being lazy. I'll take a position that will help me. So this is why I'm so interested. You're, you're a jack dude. You're a big dude. Okay. Uh, we're not going to, you know, 
dance around it. You're a big, strong guy. You're very capable. Um, but that flexibility is something that you don't see with people with your body type. And it was funny. We were messing around in the gym and I was like that. First off, I said, what's your game plan? And you said, I always want a head kick. And then I was like, okay, so how do you make me get into a position where you want a head kick? And I was thinking, okay, you got to be a big distance away from the person to head kick them. And you were like, no, I actually trick them with a body shot and I can bring my leg up so high that I can end up kicking them in the head from, so like you were literally a foot, two feet away from me and you were able to kick my head. Now that's a game. That's something that nobody, uh, not many people can do. And that's why I think having that flexibility, it allows you, it opens the doors to so many more aspects of your game and a game that you, you just said yourself is a strength. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know what? Look at it this way. In a, on an aesthetic point of view, doing a high kick is beautiful. But I always thought I'm not going to go the easy way. I could go for a low kick where I don't have to do too much to lift my leg, right? Yeah, yeah. But I want to make it a challenge. It has to be, I always have to do a little bit more, you know, make it a challenge, work a bit more and, and challenge myself. So I thought a low kick would be easy, but a high kick will be more difficult, but also aesthetically beautiful, right? So I'll go for a high kick. I'll challenge myself. Every time I'm going for a fight, I think naturally now it's, it's just, it, I mean, now it just come naturally. I'll go for that high kick. I don't even think about it. But before, before I go for the fight, I always say to myself, if I finish, I need to finish this fight. I need to do a, a high kick. I need to get him for a high kick. So I'll try. And I don't even think about it when I'm in there. It just goes. It's so crazy, man. And, and that low kick too, I imagine sets up a high kick or like, I just, I'm no, so curious about I your had, game. Cause you know, I had uh, some beautiful knockout, right? In my career, with, even when I was, you know, much younger, I was, my style was to get in there, rush into the fight and, and just over, you know, overpower the, my opponent, mm-hmm. and just annihilate him. That was, I was just like, that. I was really explosive. I could just, I would just like, just, you know, just be explosive and just get out there and just overpower you. And I did that and it works for me. I had like the fastest knockout when I was younger. When I was a teenager, I had the fastest knockout. When I was in my twenties, I had the fastest knockout. I had it, you know, all the time. I have like four seconds, three seconds, mm-hmm. seven seconds. And uh, just and, run. And boof, boof, boof. In one championship, I'm still holding the fastest knockout in the heavyweight division in MMA. I'm still holding the fastest knockout of uh, 10, 10 seconds. Yeah, 11 seconds. I want to talk about that, but finish your thought because I, I have a question about, about that. Yeah, so... Um, what was I saying? Um, so you I, changed. I like to challenge. Yeah, I, I like to challenge myself. I'll, I'll go for. I can go for low kick, I, but it's easy. So if I want to make it easy, I can go for low kick and just focus on that. Mm-hmm. But I want to have a good. I want. To, I want to have a good fight. I want to to perform well. I'm also. I'm an artist and I'm a showman. I like to make the show. I like to. I like to be entertaining. So of course, you know, sorry, of yeah, course you have to win. Of course you have to win the fight. But for me, it was never just about winning. For me, it was having fun. I want to have fun. And for me, having fun is expressing myself the way I want to express myself. I just don't want to go and just, you know, win in such a boring way and just win because I want to win for it. No, I don't care. Yeah, I could even lose. You know what? I'll tell you something. I lose 
a lot of fight, but those fights are still the most memorable. People will remember. So I'm not one who's going to win a fight and it's going to be forgotten tomorrow. I lose a fight and people only talk about my fight. They only talk about that fight because I come there and I put the show, I put on the show. Okay, so, and and that's for me, that, I mean, that's that's how I want to perform. I want to put on a show. I want to please myself first. I want to please myself first. I think if we think about this from a, uh, so, you know, you want to win, right? Everyone wants Everyone to, win. Want to win. Yeah. And you don't want to put yourself at a disadvantage, you know, doing stupid shit that would put you in a bad position. But I think there is a competitive advantage for wanting to quote unquote, put on a show. And what it is, is it allows you to adapt more. It'll, at least from my perspective, right? Like depending on what comes at you, because a lot, you know, the famous quote from Mike Tyson is everyone has a game plan until they get hit in the head. Right. And I, I think it's like, you can have your game plan and your game and you do it all the time. But what if something happens? But if your game is to just do something different, challenge yourself, you open the door to allowing yourself to adapt mid fight. And I don't know if you knew what was, so this is what I wanted to talk about was the 11 second knockout. I, I just watched it before you and I met up for training and the guy runs at you full speed. Now, I don't know if you were expecting that, but in my opinion, that seems like a very, it, it's hard to train for something like that. Some guy just running at you and I watched you and it was like, okay, this is what's happening. I'm adapting, I'm changing. And you just kind of, you toroed him like literally like a bull, like bull. toroed like him bull. three, four, five times. And then finally you were able to get him where you wanted and hit him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's no way you knew that was coming. Right. Did you know that was coming? Okay. Before the fight, I kind of, uh, you know, they interviewed the fighter before and they say, uh, so Alan, how do you, how are you going to perform against him? Because he's like a jiu-jitsu champion. He, uh, he won his world champion jiu-jitsu. He won this, he won that. And obviously you're, uh, I mean, jiu-jitsu, you are disadvantaged. I mean, you know that this is your problem, right? I'm, I'm like, yes, I know. I'm not a high level jiu-jitsu. I'm not even a you know, good jiu-jitsu fighter. Mm -hmm. um, and this is where they always get me. Right, so they they would start to just grab me and take me down and and just suffocate me, and before I started focusing on jujitsu, that was always my issue. So this guy is a, a jujitsu world champion, right? So and his goal, he knows that I'm a good striker, and his uh, his uh, his goal was to you know rush on me, grab me, and that's it. If he grabbed me, so, like, yeah. so you knew he was gonna come at you that I, fast? I kind or? of knew that he was going to come at me, but I didn't know it was going to be that fast. Yeah, right. I barely even, like, you know, before the fight, you want to give high five or shake uh -huh. hands or whatever and just acknowledge your, your opponent. When I came to do, to high five or whatever, he was already He didn't take me. a step back. He didn't yeah. take, no, he didn't take a step back. He he was, he just started rushing. Yeah. So my, uh, my, uh, I, I just, I just like, I had to react because you need to adapt, right? So oh. right there, you are rushed. So you just, my, my, uh, my flag mode, just, just like, just on. And, and I had to just find a way. So he just came and I just had to adapt. So first, you know, just moving. And I just naturally, I wasn't thinking about it. I was just naturally trying to evade him. Yeah. So I stepped back and I moved to the side, to the other side, just like a bull. Yeah. And like when you look at it, it's like, it's like. It literally uh, Toro. Yeah, yeah, this like way, that way. And. That, that's something though, that I don't know if, 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 if you have a game plan, I don't know that you could have done that. 
you know, it was, it was just like you, you adapted and you changed. Um, and it, it was just very interesting. I yeah. think it says more about you as a fighter than like, than, you know, something else. Yeah. I, I think people might be like, Oh, you know, those quick knockouts, we don't get to see what, what he can exactly, who's can the better do. fighter. Yeah. We, it's kind of just like, boom, boom. They didn't, you didn't, the fight didn't get to settle. You didn't settle into this fight. Yeah. But I think though that in that instance it's different because like that was a stimulus that came at you instantaneously. You had to adapt, uh, and you made it happen. I, I love that fight. If you watch some of my uh, my highlight knockout in MMA, mm -hmm. you see they're all different. So uh, this fight, that this particular fight that we're talking about, where the Japanese guy rushed at me, uh, is different to the second fight where I did uh, the knockout uh, with the, the spinning back kick. Uh, to to Hassan, the guy I was fighting. And in that fight also, you know, you, I just adapted. So I gave him a low kick. I came forward. I was thinking I'm going to hurt him. I'm going to hurt him. And when he's going to be hurt, he was not going to be able to think properly and to to react properly and I'll get him for high kick or whatever. So that's what I was, I was thinking first, hurt him in the low kick. I gave one low kick, he stood, he stood back, I came forward. I went to another low kick, but the guy was very smart. On the second low kick, he let me in and he caught me with a punch. So while I was going for the kick, he- Bang. He, yeah, bang, and he caught me, perfect. When he caught me, I, you know, I, I, he, he, when he caught me, I, I took a step back and I acknowledged his punch. When I took a step back, he came forward. I like that. I like when my opponent come forward. And in this case, he came forward, but very confidently. And that's exactly what I like because- That's the head he, kick? Yeah, that's where the head kick went. And that head kick, that spinning back kick, is that true? I didn't think too much. He just came forward and I-, I That's years of karate, man. And that's, and that's the thing too, like guys your size, like they don't have that. There's something about karate that, you know, have you heard the term like McDojos and, and things like that? Yeah. And I think that karate gets lumped into that quite a bit, but you know, karate and then, um, what else am I thinking of? Uh, Taekwondo. Yeah. But at the same level, in order to execute those kicks, even if you're just doing them, like you're doing forms, you're not even your choreography, like even to do that, you need flexibility, you need explosiveness, and you need proprioception awareness. You need awareness of what where your body's you need going. Awareness. But again, it's different in in fighting when you're in in, a, in an actual fight in the ring or mm -hmm. in the cage. It's totally different because you are on a survival mode. So it's not anymore the kata or whatever. The emotion and your 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 life, like there, your life is in danger. I mean, you fear for your life. You all the emotion, all the adrenaline are pumping to be able to have to be able to have clarity of mind and perform a high level kick or a high level punch or or a high level combination in those moments where you are in such a situation where, you know, all the adrenaline and all the fear and all the anxiety and everything is kicking in. Usually most people, they, they themselves, they forget everything. Mm -hmm. Like they can't even listen to the, to the, to the, the, to corner, the corner anymore. Yeah. They, they can't even hear you anymore. They don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. They are completely screwed up. Your, your organs, your, your, your body is completely messed up completely. So it's, I think it takes a lot and, and you, you know, you have to give it to the fighter, respect to them, step in there and being, having all this emotion, you know, all together and be able to perform with all this emotion. It's not easy. Um, that's what I love. I, you did lose to Rug Rug. Was it that? Rug Rug. Rug Rug. Yeah. Rug -Rug? yeah, yeah. The uh, and I, I've, so on my channel, I've like 
uh, done a bit of a dive into uh, fight sports around the world. Yeah. One of my most popular videos, I was looking at a lot of African um, uh, fighting sports, combat sports. There's one where they wind up their hands. Have you seen that? Yeah. Um, I forget what that was called. But then I looked at uh, Senegalese wrestling and he's the champion, right? Yeah. Like best ever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he made it to one championship. Yeah. And you guys had a, it was an interesting f- match. Um, he had you down and you almost got back up. And like for uh, thinking about a Senegalese champion champion, like the best Senegalese wrestler of all time, trying to stand up while that guy has you is just got to be like crazy. And I don't want to talk too much about the loss, but I, I guess the main, no, no, th- I lost. actually the main I thing think- I loved about that yeah. is you guys were immediately gentlemen with each other, sportsmanship, yes. like the no, love even, that you had for each other yeah, was yeah, amazing. Even before, before the fight, even his team contacted me. I remember even when I was in the hotel, um, they, they called me and we had a chat and, and they wanted to meet with me. We met before the fight. And we met after the fight, of course, you know, mm-hmm. before the fight, because uh, they say, you know, this was like the best thing that ever happened to him. And, and of course, you know, um, you know, meeting with me was also like, like something, you know, grandiose for him. And, and I appreciate that. And being African, the two of us, mm-hmm. you know, it was good to, you know, to, to, to see each other. And he needed that opportunity. And for me, I'm always up for a good challenge. It doesn't matter. I think that he managed to catch me and to take me down. I still don't think that I was out. I think that the referee, uh, I w- looking at the fight, I, I thought I wasted too much time down there. I could have, I should have changed. So in the position that I had, I could have just go on my back and just grab him, pull him, and then get out of it. But I didn't. I kept, you know, the same position. And he was, he was, uh, so he was like. Ground and pound, yeah. Ground, he was pounding while I was in that position. And I was trying to take my leg out. So I was just focusing on taking my leg out while he was punching me. But I didn't think that the punch that he was giving was threatening me. I felt the first one, two, three, and I thought, no, it's okay. I just going to focus on taking my legs out. And, I, and while he was just doing that. And I should have known that if uh, the, for the referee, if he sees that the guy just continually doing, you know, the same movement and I'm just focusing on, I'm just trying to remove my legs, you know, out of, uh, under him, uh, after 10 seconds, the referee just stopped the fight. Yeah. He thought that I was uh, He thought was that he out. couldn't, yeah. yeah. But when we got out, I was like, what? You stopped the fight? Yeah. <laughs> but watching it, I know the referee, the referee, you know, he's just care for the fighter. So, of course. you know, safety first. For me, I should have, change. I didn't because I thought I wasn't getting hurt. Then I thought ah, it doesn't hurt him. It's not hurting me. So I'm just going to focus on remove my leg and just keep that position and move on that side. But yeah, that's not how it happened. I think there's, it just seemed like there was so much energy uh, with him on top. Like it seemed like, I think to, to, it was perceived by maybe people watching and even the ref that he was really beating you, you know, because yeah. because he still had a lot of energy. You guys, it wasn't like the fight had settled down yet. No, I and mean, so it was, both has energy. It was just the first round. Yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah. When I got up, I was like, yeah, like what? But you have a good attitude about yeah. it, right? You your your first thought is I should have changed, which I think is the only way you can really look at yeah, it. Yeah, right? I should have changed. I yeah. didn't change, but I learned from that. So if I was in that situation again, uh, I will now. I'm comfortable I could go on my back I could have him on top of me and I could get out of it so I'm you know by learning and by working on it you know you 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 know you get better so I can't do that so I could have done that I didn't I was stubborn but 
you know, it is what it is. I'm fascinated by other cultures and their sports. And I feel like even though there's, you know, a decent amount of African uh, sportsmen and in martial arts, I just, it's always going to be untapped. There is so much potential for, for African athletes. That's just so much potential. Uh, You know, football or soccer uh, is obviously going to be like the biggest sport uh, throughout the entire continent. But I think, you know, Kamaru Usman being a, a, an African, but I, I just think it's untapped. There should be a better pipeline to get more Africans. Don't you think like... No, no, I think so. I mean, think about it. Someone like Francis Ganu just oh, arrived yeah. in the UFC, you know, his parkour coming from leaving Africa to arriving in Europe was, right? He was just a clandestine, you know, like, you know, took the, the, the water, the sea, and a lot of people died doing that. So the guy, he managed to get there, and that's how they found out about Francis Ganu. But imagine the amount of talent oh, that are there and that they don't have the opportunity. They just don't have that opportunity, and that's all. Is, is one giving more opportunity, do you think? Are they, are they, because I know Rug Rug, Rug Rug? Yeah. Rug Rug or Rug Rug? Rug Rug. Rug Rug. Like is, are they going to reach out to more Senegalese? Because they have like, there's thousands of men that are learning to fight because that's a big sport in Senegal, at least. Yeah, I think one champion, I think one championship is doing its part. I think uh, you can see now they have like a, uh, fighter from everywhere, you know, they have like a huge pool of fighter, fighter from everywhere. It's not easy because, you know, obviously there's like thousands of fighters now. Uh, slowly but surely, I mean, the Africans are, are being noticed there as well. And, uh, and you know, we're looking forward to having maybe one championship in Africa, then, you know, I think that will, that will make a... Oh, have, have it in Africa. Yeah, to have one championship in Africa. Wow. So, I love one championship, man. If if you guys are out there, you should definitely. I mean, it is. We were talking about it earlier. It is the nerd. If you are, if you want to look at some of the best fighting, and on one card they have Muay Thai, they have mixed. I've seen mixed fights. So, Demetrius Johnson. Yeah. Who is he against, fighting against? A Rotan. Rotan. Yeah, Muay they did one yeah. round Muay Thai, yeah. one, one round, round MMA, MMA yeah. and he ended up knocking him out yeah. or no, no, winning. Uh, yeah, no, in the MMA. Because, uh, Dimitri Johnson is uh, is amazing. Oh, he's amazing. So God. when he when he was when he had when he could grab, he, he finished the fight. Another th- yes, sir. Yeah, go ahead. Awesome, right? One championship is my home. It's a, uh, it's a uh, you know I love one championship, but I think that they have the best fighter in the world. I mean. You know, you know what I love about one championship that isn't said enough? Their, uh, their social media is fantastic. Yeah. So right now, I, I, we can just play one championship fight. I can play every one of your knockouts on my channel legally. Yeah. You know, if I, if I want to show people who you are, I can show them footage of you and one championship. If you were in UFC, you wouldn't be allowed. I, to I wasn't, that. wouldn't be allowed to, it'd yeah. be taken down immediately, be exactly. striking from yeah. my channel. Yeah. Uh, also their compilations on Instagram, the way that they promote is so fantastic. It's so new wave. They, their marketing team is so great. I just, I love it. And, um, I, I just, I want it to just keep going. I want it to just keep exploding and keep going. My, my friend, uh, and a guy who I, I used to train uh, in, in, I used to do weight training for, Cody Steele. Uh, I think he's going to get picked up by one championship. He's a great fit. 
And I, I can't wait to see it. I, I just love it so much. Uh, one championship has a fantastic team. I think uh, Yo Chatri, the owner, is a, he's a really cool guy. And uh, he's friend with most of the fighters. He's friend with me. He's friend with most of the fighters. He reach out to fighters, you know, directly, you know, after the fight or before the fight or in, in whatever, you know, opportunity that he has. He, um, he, he, he has that, you know, um, approach and, and, uh, and that uh, relationship with the fighter, that's totally different. Yeah. And I think that's why I could never go anywhere else because, you know, I have that relationship with him and we can always, you know, talk about it. We can always, you know, find a way. But anyway, for me, it's, uh, it's my home. It seems much more organic, one. Yeah. It's like this, we are, this is fighting. If you want to watch, watch it. Yeah. And that's not always going to be the best for pop culture. No, not always. But also look at that. Um, the fighter, the, the relationship between athlete in one championship, it's awesome. I mean, you don't see and you, you don't see fighter go at each other or you don't see fighter. Uh, I don't even think that you have the right to swear or to do uh, any such thing. One championship is too cool. You you have to abide by a certain rule and you know and respect uh, your opponent and respect uh, you. They don't even tell you to do that. You just arrive and you, you see that it. that's the vibe. That's, so you just yeah. join the vibe. Well, that's, that's the, the Asian vibe. vibe. Yeah. It's the Asian vibe, and man. So you it's, just you just like just join the vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very cool. We um, <laughs> we, you and I again. We were we were training earlier. We were just messing around and yeah. I saw I I. I can't remember which highlight it was because I'm sure you do it all the time. I could, you could, I could pull up any fight where you do the leg kick, but I was like, can you just, you're like, here, I'll do it very lightly on you. And you didn't even bring your foot back. You just kept it here and you just pushed onto mine. And it, I almost passed out from how much it, that hurt. <laughs> I, and I, it's, it's so interesting. The, the fight game, because I was considering like the moment you think you ha understand it, something else can be thrown at you. Yeah. The amount of combinations and permutations and differences in things that can occur, it's just mind boggling to me. Tell it, me about it. I mean, you get there and you have like, you think that you got the whole sorted out. You think that you, you know, you, you got the whole preparation and you, you know what you're going for and you get there and it doesn't go that way because there's something else that just came out of nowhere and that's the game. And that's why I love this game because, you know, you, 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 you push yourself, you prepare yourself and you think you're so ready and you get there and you get challenged differently. Yeah. Imagine like all this training, you're kicking ass, you're doing all this you're just, you just, everything's dialed. You step in and the first thing that happens is you get a calf kick and now your foot doesn't work the, like the way you think it will. And now what? Like that was the first thing, whap, right on the, right on the calf. Like I would just, oh. I won a, I remember fighting a Muay Thai World Championship and uh, in that fight, I won by just kicking the guy in the same place, you know, Leg kick, leg kick, leg quad. Kick. Was it up here? It was quad first, you know, mm -hmm. one, two, three, and he couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't step forward anymore. He changed stance, and I knew that he's done. Did you knock him out, or did it go the distance? No, he was finished in the first round. And then was this it the guy just, that needed a wheelchair? Yeah, that's the guy who needed a wheelchair. So this, okay, I had this. It's horrible. This leg kick. I mean, 
It's awful, it's man. horrible. It's horrible. Look, and I imagine, can. I'm, let me imagine, tell you. <laughs> imagine getting kicked that way. The way you fell. Imagine getting kicked like that. Full, full, on, full power. No, full on. No, I'm. No. I'm telling you, man. I wouldn't. It would probably take me. I would minute. I would say I'd be on the ground for five minutes. Then I would be standing up. <laughs> And then another five minutes of me walking funny. And then probably take me 20 to 30 minutes to recover. And then the next day I would feel it now to get it. Yeah. That's one, one kick getting that multiple times and trying to continue to fight. Um, and remember with adrenaline, everything just, it get multiplied. Yeah. Right. With so, adrenaline, you won't be able to walk. So you said he needed a wheelchair out, which by the way, I, I'm sure like I believe that wholeheartedly. Like that's that that not only do I like believe it or whatever, it's like it makes sense. No, because even the person who kick mm -hmm. get hurt. The person who kick gets from hurt as well. yeah, like your, yeah, yeah, yeah. Machine. So and that's because of the adrenaline. So the same thing that I'll do to you in the gym, I'll do the same thing in the fight, and the result will be ten times worse. Mm -hmm. and it's the same thing. Why is it worse? Because over there, the adrenaline, you know, there, you know, just multiply everything. You see what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, I I had this idea for some sort of documentary and I want to, I, I talked about it with my father and he's really interested in it too. And what I would do is I would follow two fighters <clears throat> and as they go into their fight and I would just tell them, I'd say, you know, we're just going to follow you, but the, here's the key. I'm going to follow both fighters two days before and two days after the fight everywhere you go. Uh, because I think it's important people when the fight is over and you loss, and even though the person can look like, yeah, there's damage, their face is damaged, their leg is damaged, whatever the adrenaline's still up there. They can walk around, they can walk off and you know, then everything calms down. And I can't even fathom the pain from that. Yeah. The guy who left in a wheelchair, I, the first thing I asked you is, what was it like 24 hours later? What was it like 48 hours later? And you said, you don't even want to know. No, worse. It can only get worse. Like a lot of times they go to the hospital, correct? Yeah. yeah. So I would love to see, I would love there to be a documentary where it follows the fighter up to 48 to 72 hours after the fight is over. Yeah. So people can really see the damage. Seeing someone get knocked out, you're like, whoa, that's the damage of a fight. It's like, no, no, no. There's recovery from yeah, it. That's not that's the damage. No. no, it's like when you get, when you do a, a hard workout, you see how tired someone is and you're like, wow, that's the damage of the workout. No, 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 man. They're going to be sore for three, four yeah. days. This is trauma. This is a car accident. Yeah, behind it, yeah. That's insane. Do you, have you ever, have you ever left a fight and felt like, you know, three, four, five days later, like, oh my God, I can't move or, or anything really bad? Or has it never been that bad? Or like, what's the worst for you? Um, no, you get so you, we all, we know that as a fighter, you know that, uh, I like kicking a lot. So, I get swollen ankle, swollen feet, swollen shin all the time, all the time. Um, I like to do something. When I when I, uh, I sign up for a fight, 
the day after the fight, I, I sometimes have seminar that I accept, that I agree on. How can you agree for a seminar after a fight? You know that you won't be able to walk. You can't even, you can't do nothing. Yeah. But this is what's also crazy because I like to, I want to see my recovery. I want to see my recovery. I want to see, you know, I, I just want to, to be, you know, active and see my recovery and challenge myself. Yeah. So I say that I'm going to do the fight and the next day I'll be doing a seminar. And I do that. But sometimes I have, uh, you know, swollen ankle, swollen feet, swollen shin, but I still do it. Let's talk about, because you're 47 years old. Yeah. You're, you're, no, you're no spring chicken, as they say. No, I'm not. But in my head, I am. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think um, the more and more I've been around this, um, I covered a guy on my channel who was 58. He had abs, visible abs. He could do hundreds of pull-ups. He ran a marathon uh in this like some time, I think actually, I think he ran an ultra marathon. That's which is he's my hero, right? Uh, he's this Russian guy, I, I, I forget his name, um, but he's amazing, yeah. And he he eats right, he just he's like, you know, for some people, they like working out and challenging themselves, it's to help them live their lives or whatever. But he's like, for me, this is my life, this is how I express myself always, and I'll always express myself this way. And I relate to that a lot. I and agree more because uh, I also take this as a uh, just lifestyle. Okay, I just want to, you know, enjoy myself, being able to move and to do what I like to do, and um, and what pleases me. So doing this, you know, traveling, you know, enjoying a good lifestyle, uh, being active, you know, working on my mobility, you know, feeling that I'm capable, what I'm capable of my body, and always being curious about to what extent I, where I, I, I can go with my body. Uh, this is my lifestyle. And I don't see, uh, before when I was in my 20, I thought that when I'm going to get my 30, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop fighting and I'll stop doing anything extreme. When I got to 30, I thought, but why should I stop? I'm feeling good. Yeah. I actually won. So any challenge that I set, you know, I achieved. So I say I'm going to, I wanted to be world champion. I did. I became world champion. And I say a few times I wanted to be world champion. I became world champion. Then I thought, okay, so what is, you know, what's next? You know, so I'm going to stop now and, and do and, and stop it. And I stopped for like maybe a year or a year and a half. And I realized how bored and how, you know, I thought, why am I stopping for? You know, I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm fit. I'm, I'm healthy. So why do I stop? And I started again. That's when I went to, um, uh, one championship called me and gave me a good uh, contract, you know, and I thought, why not? And I went, when I started one championship, I was already 30, 38. And I did the best knockout ever. And I felt so good about myself. So, and Again, few times I thought, okay, I'm I'm getting it's and it's always the way people think about it. When people always tell me, "Oh, but you're forty, don't you think you should stop?" It's when they say that that I remember that I'm forty. Otherwise, you wouldn't moving know. Moving the way I move or you know living my lifestyle, age really doesn't matter to me. Age really doesn't matter to me. So, I, I just think I just do what I do, and I realize that I'm doing things now that I couldn't even do when I was younger. So what is it? Why should I stop? I'm doing, uh, you know, you wake me up at any time in the middle of the night, I'll do the split. I'll do the same thing. I'll do my 100 push-up. I'll do the same thing that I was doing and even more, you know, that I'll do that now. 
and training, I still uh, train, you know, in my gym, I still the fittest, the fastest, the strongest, you know. So you challenge me, you, you show me the Zercher thing, I come back to you in a couple of months and I kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm telling you, I'm, uh, you know, I'm on it. I'm just living the best life, you know, my best life. Yeah. And I think it's important though, that you, you talk about lifestyle, but that means you have rules, right? I have rules, but you I'm don't, also, yeah. You don't drink. But that's a choice. Right? That's a, but that's that, a, but okay. So it's a choice, but it ends up being a good choice. It's yeah. It's, it's weird. Like I don't make the choice to not drink, you know? I just don't want to because I, I don't want it to affect what I want to do, hmm. which is use my body. Like that, I realized this, um, I used to party all the time. I love partying. Like I love, it, it's fun. It is fun. Like you can't deny that. Like drinking and going out with friends is fun. It's like, it's a blast. But when I got into Olympic style weightlifting, uh, I wanted to train as much as I could. And I wanted to train on Saturdays. I for sure was going to train on Saturday. So that meant Friday, I'm not going out because I have to train tomorrow. And then I finished Saturday's training and I say, okay, so I'm going to spend Sunday hungover and feeling horrible. My one day off, I'm going to feel bad. So then how's Monday training? Is it's going to be bad. So I just was like, well, I just don't want to drink. So I just did that. And I did that for, I used to go out every weekend with my friends and then I got into weightlifting and then all of a sudden it went three, four, five months without drinking at all. I did not make that choice. I didn't say I'm done drinking. It just was like, it just happens. And so I think you're continually making these choices about your life, but they're not really, cho they're, they're just like, they're rules. That's how you live. And I think not many people understand that. And the sad thing is they don't create that avenue for them to make that rule, right? They have to always say, okay, I don't want to drink. But what if they were doing something where it was like, it wasn't even a consideration to drink, you know? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's different. It, like, I, I don't think, and this is just me, how I perceive you, because I've been around so many people. This is like my world as well. Um, I think with you, it's just intuitive. It's how you live your life. It's all lifestyle, right? It's, it's not like you're like, okay, this time I'm going to change this thing. I'm going to change this thing. You no. know exactly what you want every day and you just do it. I think I started at, uh, as a teenager. Right, as a teenager, you know, you want to experience. You, know, you move the mic a little. Bit. You want yeah. to experience a lot of things. You want to, you want to go out, go out with your friend. You want to drink. You want to, you know, smoke. You want to check out things. You want to experience. And I think, like really early, I realized that I didn't want to do that. I realized that I wanted to be, you know, healthy. I wanted to to be strong. I wanted to be fit. I wanted to be happy. I wanted to be healthy. And these things, like doing. Uh, what I was doing was making me happy and healthy. And I think my mom, she, she loved that. She loved that, you know, I, uh, uh, that I was doing that instead of, you know, what I could do, you know, like my friend was doing at the time, being drunk and coming back home drunk or making the wrong choices and, and, uh, and, you know, getting in trouble and, and whatever. But I always thought about, you know, uh, the sport that I was doing, I wanted to do, uh, I wanted to be better at what mm -hmm. I was doing. And I thought that 
anything that will jeopardize or that will stop me or that will, you know, um, affect me negatively, you know, in what I'm doing is not welcome. So I will not go there. So if my friend want to hang out smoking, I think we will stop being friends. Uh, so because I have my priority and I realized that, um, but, but, you know, when I was teenager, that's the way he was rolling, right? But one day, I remember I was qualified for the world championship, uh, and I was the youngest in the in the in the team. And to celebrate, I was only seventeen years, sixteen or seventeen years old. To celebrate, my mom took me uh, out, and we were we were friends, and we were drinking, and they were drinking, and we all the drink. And, mom, and I said to my mom, uh, "You're so happy with me. Will you let me, you know, order alcohol?" And she said, yeah, go ahead. And I said, okay, I'm going to order a beer. And she said, go ahead. And so I ordered a beer. And the beer came and she poured a drink for me and then I took it and we toast. And when I would put it, when I start drinking, it tested, it was bitter, right? So the test was bitter. And I just thought, it's bitter. She said, yeah. And I'm like, but why are you guys drinking it if it's bitter? <laughs> this is what I was thinking. I was thinking, why are you guys drinking if it's bitter? It's not even good. It's bitter. So why are you drinking? She said, well, I guess some people like it this way. And I thought, I don't think I like it. She said, it's your choice. I'm like, okay. I think I don't like it. She said, you want to change? I said, yeah, yeah. What do you want? I said, maybe a juice. And I got a juice. And since then, it never stopped. What year? How old? Uh, I was 16, 17 years old. You're 47 now. So yeah. we're talking 21 years, yeah. 22 years of doing that. Of doing I never, that. Yeah, I never. Think uh, a lot of people have not done anything for 22 years. You you have been fighting since you were five. Yeah. So you've been fighting for 42 years. Yeah. You've been not actively not drinking for 22 years. People want to know how these things are possible, but they cannot grasp the scope of 22 years of work. No, like it's one thing to be like, Hey, I, so, so squatting, if you get into the gym and you squat and you squat, let's say 200 pounds, I think in a year, if you're capable and you squat diligently for one year, you could get to 400 pounds. Of course. And that's a big squat for, for the vast majority of people. That's a, that's a big squat. People think that that is work. They think, okay, well, that's what's possible, right? With one year, what's what's possible with twenty two years? Exactly, but like that is that, we we our, our our fickle human brains cannot perceive no twenty two years of time or forty two years of time, you know. And my my professor, uh, he's black belt jujitsu fifth degree. He's had. He has been doing jujitsu for 27 years. Like I have hardly been, I've been wiping my ass for 27 years. That's how much, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I, I can't think of another thing that I've done for 27 years straight. Like that's how, and he's 42 years old and he can do backflips, the splits. He He's doing everything you do. So my perception of what is possible, especially with this Russian guy as well that I was talking about has completely changed. It, all it is is people who have dialed in their lifestyle to actively wanting what they want for not just two years, one year, decades of work. It's like the human body is capable of so much, right? What we can do is limitless. 
So you have to be able to explore and you have to accept and you have to take some, make some choices. You have to be, you have to, you know, have discipline in what you do. You have to make some choices and you can say rules. If you want to say, I say choice, you say rule, mm -hmm. same thing. You make some choice, maybe there, some rules. Maybe not, maybe not, not rules, but like instincts. It's embedded in you. You know, it's not, you're not actively saying, I don't want to drink. It's like, no, it's part of I you. It's who I, you are. Exactly. I could, like, I could go with my, uh, I could go with my friend and, and, uh, um, I go with my girlfriend and I decided to have like a, to try a drink or to have fun or have a little glass. And I could do that. I could have a little glass, test a little bit and then, and then that's it. You know, mm -hmm. The fun is over because I don't really enjoy it. But at least, you know, I try, you know, I try with you, but that's it, right? I'm not saying that um, people should stop living their life. I'm not saying that people should stop having fun and because people will say then, then forget it, you know, because I'm not having fun anymore. I say you can have fun, you can do whatever you want to do, but you should just have some... Um, you should just know when to stop, have some limitation and, and just make sure not to do, to do too much because, you know, then you're going to hurt yourself. Right. I don't want to drink and wake up in the morning being hungover and feeling like, like I always think people with those, I always think, how can you enjoy it? If you wake up in the morning and you feel horrible and you feel hungover and you don't feel good about yourself and, you, and, you know, it's just, like, uh, you see what I mean? So I'm like, why don't you just go and have, you know, party, have fun, but stop, stop early. Stop when you're still feeling good, right? So that you can wake up in the morning feeling good about yourself, mm -hmm. go for a little run or go for a little training and, and feel good overall, right? So instead of going crazy and f f be on the floor and being dragged at home and wake up in the morning not knowing what happened yesterday night and uh, you see what I mean? So that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, this is something I, I just thought about just now. You know, um, everyone says hard work and dedication. And I think it's becoming minimized a little bit because if someone says, how is that possible at 47? How is, you know, how is this possible? How is this possible? And then you say hard work and dedication. And I think that it muddies the waters a little bit too much to say hard work and dedication. It's, Hard work and dedication, of course, but that's implied. It's time. Time is so important. Like you have been doing this for a lot of people who might be watching this for their entire lives worth of time. Hmm. We're talking 42 years. Like that's what allows people to do things that people cannot perceive. Because again, our brains cannot perceive that much time. You know, we, 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 we can't think no. about where you were 10 years ago, like the person you were, it's much different than the person you are today. I mean, you were doing the same, same thing, but you would never have been able to predict where you are now, you know? And, and I think that a lot of people, when they judge someone, what they're capable of doing, they do not perceive that amount of time and no, that amount don't. of work that they, they put they in. Don't. They do not grasp that they, they can't. When someone comes to me and he say, dude, I want to be as jacked as you. How can I do that? And I say, okay, um, let's say train for five years. No, dude. When can I be, like, how long do you think it's going to take me to be as jacked as you? And I'm like, um, five years, that, that's too much. Three years, that's too much. People, they don't have patience, right? Mm -hmm. They want it now. They want it now. They want it 
today. They don't want it tomorrow because it's too far. They want it now. So when you say 40 years of doing the same thing, they can't grasp that because- Yeah, no way. It's, 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 then forget it. Then I don't want to do it. Then they're going to say, then forget it. I don't want to be like you because I, I don't want 40. To, but that's not what I'm saying. I say, forget the 40 years, forget the 30 years, forget the 20 years, forget the 10 years, forget the five years. Just do, just start now and do your little bit, but do it often. That's all. Yeah. I don't want to to say that because it scared people. People, they don't grasp the time. They don't, yeah. they can't, you know, 40 years scared them. They, they, they can't, they want it now. So I say, okay, forget it. Not five years, not three years, not two years. Just, just do your bit. Let's just see where we're going to get from here to the next two months. Let's go for two months. I think two months is good. They, they can grasp two months. They can see two months. Okay, let's go for two months. Yeah. Yeah, two months is good. Alan, uh, What's what's going on for your future? What do you got going on? Uh, dude, I'm uh, I'm very happy to be where I am. I'm very happy to be doing what I'm doing. I think I'm very blessed and I'm grateful to to earn my life uh, doing what I love and being healthy. I think my health is uh, it's um, is paramount, and I think that uh, uh, being this healthy for me is like winning the best trophy, the best world championship that I never even had. This is it. Forget all the world championship, the trophy, the belt that I have. Being healthy and being this way and happy and, and traveling and meeting people, it's paramount to me and it's the most important. So from here, um, I'm going to keep doing what I do. I'm going to keep fighting. I'm going to keep uh, competing. I'm going to keep uh, uh, showing up and um Coming out, coming up with uh, you know different things, learning about my body, performing and and showing people incredible things that you know my body can do. Because I want to explore this body, I want to to keep you know checking out and keep exploring and keep coming up up with uh, with things that uh, uh, because I, like I say, I think the, the the human body is capable of so much, and we are the one who are you know, putting limit to what we are capable of. So I'm going to keep doing that. I'm very happy to be working with, uh, with um, people that share my passion, my passion, like uh, gym aesthetic, for instance. Yeah, they, they paid for your yeah, trip yeah, out here. They and... paid for my trip, but also not just that, they've been supporting me in uh, in all the sense. So I'm, I, I see myself as an artist and, and, uh, and, you know, and I want to, well, you to are able, martial yeah, artist, literally I want to be able to, to have the, the means to create what I want to create the time and so on. And I want to be able to, to, you know, to make sure to keep myself in check. Right. And gym aesthetic give me all the tools that I need. So I have, you know, the comfort, I have the protection. You saw me earlier wearing uh, my protection, you know, taking care of my body is really important. So making sure that my joints are in check because you know you don't want to get injured. My ankle, my knee, my elbow, and so on are in check because you know I know how to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. I make sure to, you know, if I see that, uh, you know, last time I was skiing and I kind of fell down in the wrong way and I, I hurt my knee a little bit, so I had to wear my protection. And, um, and when I'm training, you know, what I'll be, and because I'm training most of the time, right? So I'm training you know, for half of the day. So every day that I wake up, you know, I'd have like maybe five hours of training a day. So that's already half your day. So I spend a lot of time sweating, training. What I wear is important to me. So mm -hmm. I think anybody needs to, to make sure to, to, um, to find what works for them. So, 
you know, you have to be comfortable with the clothes that you wear. You have to have uh, the 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 support that you need. You know, if you if you do a lot of kick, perhaps you want a shin that shin get shin gear that you need to to help you kicking or to keep you uh, you know like uh, healthy. Uh, for me. My knees are important. I always do deep squat. I do uh, a lot of things that involve, uh, you know, moving on the knee. And when I'm fighting uh, rotation and so on, you know, you can easily get injured. So, you know, I just want to make sure to have all the tools that I need to keep me in this for the long run because I'm in it for the long run. So I thank you. I thank uh, Jim Aesthetic for that. And uh, don't forget- Yeah, if it wasn't for challenge. Jim Aesthetic, you yeah, wouldn't be out yeah. here. But so I'm, I'm thankful for it as we, well. We did the good challenge earlier. Yes. And, uh, the fireman squat. Fans. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys check out um, our Instagrams, uh, fireman squat challenge, get a partner Brought and you you'll win Jim some- Aesthetic And you want some cool stuff uh, uh, like what I'm wearing right now. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys, that's it. Thank you so much, Alan. Thank you, man. Pleasure to be here.